How can we make the world better? By making ourselves better. The Dr. Joe Show explores how you can make positive personal change by using his groundbreaking and highly effective I Am approach to understand who we are and why we do what we do. Your small changes can have big effects. Join us now for the Dr. Joe Show with Mark Stiles of Stiles Law and your host, Dr. Joe Schrand. Really, really interesting guest today. And her name is Amy DeLillo. She is a local, a local, I'm not going to say guru because that might upset Amy because she's a <laughs> traditionalist, but she is a certified yoga therapist and a yoga nidra guide, but she also practices meditation. So we are going to talk today on the Dr. Joe show with Amy and her friend, Sarah. Sarah is the connector between me and Amy. And Sarah agreed to join us today because she practices meditation. She doesn't instruct, teach, guide, but she practices. So we're going to hear from her and some of how meditation has impacted her and helped quiet her mind. And I am ready to listen very intently because I am super intrigued by the practice of meditation, but I have yet to be able to successfully do it. So without further ado, Amy DeLillo, welcome to the Dr. Joe Show. Thank you. Thanks for having me, both of you. Sarah, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Glad Are you to ready to quiet your mind? I'm ready. Um. Um. So that's that's an interesting way to start off the show. I mean, there's a stigma, right? I mean, the Western civilization is not comfortable with the OM Ooh, you for do the that most well. part. I do, right? You do that well. <laughs> so how do we... How tell me first of all what what is meditation? I think that's probably the easiest place to start. Yeah, what, what yeah. is it? So meditation is um, very simply put, it's having a one pointed focus. So whether that be on a sound, like if you're saying "Om," that mm -hmm. might be what you're meditating on is the vibration of the sound. Um, it might be that you are meditating on a one pointed focus of a word. So you may choose a word or a phrase. I am peaceful. And, might be and you say that over and over again? Or? Out loud, in your mind. But your intention is to focus on that one thing or on one activity. We can have an eating meditation. We're going to do that in a little bit. Cool. We can have walking meditations. We will not be doing that within this studio yeah. space. Yeah. <laughs> so it's doing something with intention and having it be a one-pointed focus. So who is typically meditating? Uh, whoever wants to try to do it mm -hmm. and put their intention into it. So... Um, obviously, monks meditate. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of the image that comes to a lot yeah. of people's mind, which can create um, maybe uh, intimidation or for some people think, oh, well, no, that's a religious thing, which it doesn't have to be. So do you get that a lot? Is it a lot? Is a lot of the objection that from people because it seems too spiritual and religious? Yes. That can be a... Um, um, a pause point for some people or a, a total detractor for some people, which is unfortunate because there's so much to gain from meditation. Small children are doing it. Athletes are doing it. But um, it is spiritual, right? It can be. But it doesn't need to be? Oh. It doesn't need to be. Sarah. Yes, Sarah. If I may. Yes. <laughs> um, 
before I started meditation, I thought it was too passive. Too passive, mm. like it's not going to work? Too passive. Like I'm, Too still. Uh, How can I lie down yeah. and calm my mind and get anything out of it? I'll fall asleep. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, you're so, close to sleep when you're meditating, though, aren't you? Or no. are you For the not? first you're year, not. I fell asleep. No. But now when I meditate, I'm more, afterwards, I'm more aware and more energized. Mm-hmm. So it's the opposite of what I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. And that, that's a common misconception as well, um, because walking meditation is a thing. <laughs> we can walk and meditate yeah. if we have the one-pointed focus of this activity that we're doing. Obviously, we want to make sure we're in a safe space, that um, our eyes are open when we're doing that. So, that so when walking. we practice one tonight... We won't any, do a walking one, but... <laughs> no. And for those who are driving, you're probably going to recommend that they keep their eyes open. Yes, the disclaimer is if you are driving, you must keep your eyes Although open. Although I spoke to a woman and we got into a conversation about meditation because she had a two-hour commute without traffic every day to her work and then two hours back. And I, for lack of a better term, said, how could you possibly do that? That... Mm-hmm. She meditates both ways. Say she she repeats the same mm-hmm. phrase, and I forget what it was the whole way. And she's like, all of a sudden, I'm there, and I and I'm thinking to myself, that can't be very safe. Well, we'd call that um, like a mantra meditation. Okay. So the way in which she's meditating while she's driving. Mm-hmm is certainly not going to have the same impact as it would if we're lying down or seated with our eyes closed um, because different parts of our brain are active when we're driving or they'd better be to be driving safely, right? Um, But practicing yoga is considered to be a moving meditation and we need to be alert about where we're moving our body physically when we come into balancing poses especially to make sure we're safe. But yoga, if practiced... um, um, well can be a moving meditation your one pointed focus is that of that activity i am here doing yoga got it yeah didn't i learn from you that when the yogis started they stretched out their body with all these yoga poses that Mm -hmm. they thought of Mm -hmm. all to prepare you to sit and meditate yes so that's an excellent point so yoga is over five thousand years old and um, meditation is as well. Actually, meditation is older. Yoga was, it's been storied, invented to help quiet the agitation of the mind through the body. So the body then... Say that again. So yoga was invented to a certain extent to quiet the agitation of the body so that the mind was prepared for meditation. Mm. So the idea was... Uh, well, the experience was, as some of the evidence in writing has been uh, discovered, is that um, it, it's hard to sit down and be quiet. <laughs> it's yeah. hard to sit down and have a one-pointed focus. So yeah. hmm, how can we use our body as a tool to access our mind? And that's why yoga got started, as the information tells us. Yeah. So what is mindfulness? Because I'm, that's what I'm hearing as the trendy way of talking about meditation. What, is, that, is that meditation? Is just a synonym for meditation? It's a style of meditation. Okay. So mindfulness meditation is a style. Got it. Some might say it's a brand. So okay. a Massachusetts uh, gentleman, John Kabat-Zinn, um, in, invented or started that in the, uh, the late 60s, early 70s. 
and um, he has a number of books. One of them, Wherever You Go, There You Are. I love that title. (laughs) It's a thinker, isn't it? Wherever you go, there you are. (laughs) Like you can't escape yourself (laughs) or your mind. So, um, and we will practice a mindfulness eating meditation. Okay. Whenever you're ready. <laughs> <laughs> so so help me understand what that brand is. So that's a certain segment of meditation mm-hmm. that is practiced how? So uh, at its simplest form is know what you're doing when you're doing it. Okay. Okay. Let's do our eating meditation, shall Let's we? Let's do it. Okay. So if you are home. Are you guys ready? If you're driving, be safe. Okay. So we're about to do an eating meditation. An eating meditation, listeners. Get ready for that. Okay, so those of you at home, um, keep your eyes open. Choose something you would like to put in your mouth, preferably something healthy. Yes. (laughs) So maybe it's a beverage. Maybe it's something that you take a a bite to eat. Yeah. So go ahead and collect and gather that. If you're in a safe space, close your eyes. Okay, for those of you who are with me, I'm going to place something in your hand. Close your eyes. (laughs) Okay. Is this... (laughs) Just one... (laughs) I'm peeking. I had to peek to make sure that it was a safe, so that doesn't safe mean, to consume. That doesn't mean that you failed the meditation. It just means you're not listening. And I rec- or, which is part of the problem. Or you're somebody, not present. But I'm not present. I'm not, present. I'm not committed to it. I'm, yep. I'm nervous. I'm anxious about it. Sure. I mean, well, it's yep. something you're going to put in your body, so yeah. there could be you know, some anxiety about that. Right. I'm a safe person. I put something healthy in your hands. Okay, okay. so the eating right. meditation would begin by deciding I am eating now. Okay. Before I start eating it? Yeah. Okay. I am eating now. Did One you hear pointed that music? focus. Ben, 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 no. ben you're ni- not literally eating yet. Okay. Ben Nipotin has put on some beautiful music to go along with us. Thank you, Ben. <laughs> oh, thank you. I was like, is that a break sound? Yeah. Okay. No. <laughs> okay. That's a meditation sound, right? Thank you. Yes. You're right. rocking it. Ben Nipotent, we call him here at the studio. I love it. You can also just call me Ben, but whatever, whatever works. <laughs> ben, thank you. <laughs> You're very welcome. Eating just meditation to follow do you for have, you. Do you have safe food in your hand right now, Ben? I have safe water. Does that count? No. Step around. I'll give you that. I'll oh, give okay. you that. <laughs> Step down to the booth. Well, just close your eyes at this okay, point, Ben. Okay, close your eyes. Okay. So what we're going to do yeah. is we are going to feel what's in our hand. Okay. Since I already peeked, I know what it is. But see that. Okay, so because because Mark can't control himself, he we're can't. Gonna, we're gonna let everybody look at what's in their hand. Let your brain connect to what that food item is. Okay, anticipate that. Those of you who cannot see us, it is a raisin. <laughs> A sweet and juicy organic raisin. Yeah. All right. So now take that and put it in your mouth. Do not chew. Do not swallow. Just put it in your mouth. Let your brain connect to the taste, to the temperature. I brought them chilled raisins. (laughs) Should my eyes still be closed? It will be more intense. The sensation response for you will be. You're feeling this mark already. Notice how your mouth is responding to flavor, to taste, to food. We all know it's a raisin now, so to sweetness. As you're ready, begin to chew, but don't swallow yet, just chew. Notice what happens in your mouth. And enjoy your raisin. Chew, swallow at whatever pace. 
would imagine that that would create a much healthier diet for people. Yes. Because <laughs> you're going to respect the food a lot more than just mm-hmm. u- a utilitarian purpose of the food. Of yeah. Getting Functional it down, gobbling stuff it down. does not serve us well. No. <laughs> well, you're not prejudiced. Yeah. You're just eating. You're not even tasting it. Right. You're just yeah. going on to the next step. You're fulfilling. Your mind's already of what you're doing after lunch. Yeah. 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 And that raisin could have been supper right there. The mm-hmm. difference between... For some people, yeah. it was. <laughs> right. And I don't think I've ever had a raisin taste quite as, as good as it did right there. <laughs> Educational and delicious. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> Thank it you. Was, it was quite amazing. And I can imagine, like, I probably wouldn't be overweight if I ate like that on a regular basis, too. There's a lot of science to back that. Yeah. That um, eating... Um, in, in silence, although eating with pleasure with people you love is, is very healthy as well. But um, being mindful uh, about the flavors, the taste going into your mouth, our body um, needs nutrition, it needs fuel, and our brains love to see the variety of colors. Our palate, our tongue loves to taste the different elements of food. And if we eat too fast, we miss that. Right. Like if you notice how you you start to salivate when you put the food in there, if you just you know yep. chew, swallow, go, go gulp, you're missing it. Right. And then your brain misses the message, and then you're still hungry or you don't feel satiated, and that is one of many reasons why some people have eating issues or weight issues. I mean, there are many reasons why people can have eating issues, but that can be one of them because our brain doesn't get the message. Right. We're doing it too fast or we're not thinking about it. And it's all tied into the same thing. I mean, we're eating so fast because we have to move on to the next task or right. answer that next email mm-hmm. or, you know, hustle off to the next sports field. Mm-hmm. And therefore, it circles back to, wow, my mind is just going mm-hmm. racing. In one-pointed focus. If we're thinking about the game while we're eating, our brain just missed out on that gorgeous moment of eating. Right. <laughs> And you can only focus on one thing at a time. Well. To do it well. Yeah. Correct. Science is proving that, that multitasking doesn't work I'm out well. I'm hearing that a lot. And yeah. it's funny how people brag of, oh, I can multitask. I can do 10 different things at once. Or I but can, are they doing done well? None of them <laughs> That's are. That's the question. The, right? the reality of it is none of them are. Mm-hmm. Now, I used to say, be prideful that I could pay attention to three conversations at the same time. But I think one or two might have been imaginary. I don't know. <laughs> my husband would have a lot to say about that because yeah. I nail him on that all yeah. the time. Then he'll repeat back what I said. I'm like, well, that's not the same as listening. <laughs> so so meditation is for everyone, right? Yes, yes. But yet not everybody is buying into the, the nine Nine percent is what I looked at. Nine percent of the American population based on um, the CDC, the Center for Disease Control. Nine percent of the mm-hmm. people are meditating. Mm-hmm. So 91 percent are missing out on yeah, a the great benefits. opportunity. What's the age bracket then? That, I don't, I didn't get that. I didn't get the age bracket. Are you trying to stump her? No, huh? because. Stumped. <laughs> <laughs> I have college kids age. So when I go to college athletic events. I talked to the kids, and they were all revved up. So last year, I went down and brought a team of athletes through, not through, you know, guided, just as someone were um, practicing with them. Mm-hmm. 
prior to a game or after practice? The or night before. Night before a game, okay. Yeah, where their mind's going crazy and they're doing the right thing and all that. Yeah. And we just did restorative poses mm-hmm. and put on simple music. And like you taught me, mm-hmm. let the thoughts come in and yeah. let them go out and be an observer. Mm-hmm. Meditation teaches you to be an observer. Like you're up and above yourself kind of observing? Up and above your thoughts. Yeah. So if you're thinking about the game, yeah. think about it and let it go as an observer. Then when the game is the next day being present, your mind is all clear, and you're going to go out there relaxed but full of energy, more aware. You're going to make that pass. You're going to make that cut. You're going to make that shot. Like in more of an automatic nature than overthinking relaxed and more aware because the previous night you observed it and you were an Mm -hmm. observer of it Mm -hmm. so it didn't seem as intense and you weren't as nervous Mm -hmm. you're more mentally prepared because your mind was clear Mm -hmm. and that's a form of meditation as well i'd call it part of it could be many styles but it, it from my experience in training it would fall under the mindfulness category of um watching your thoughts so part of meditation of what it is is understanding the fertile ground of your mind paying attention to your mind and where it goes but also if you are practicing meditation so in the case of what you were talking with your your athletes about was watching your thoughts like like clouds passing by exactly so we yeah we are always here we are always here our thoughts are something that pass they aren't necessarily reality they don't control us right yes it's not we're not part of them we can pull away from them yeah they don't consume us like i'm so worried about this game i'm so worried about this game just watch the game go by and the next day the game's there okay i'm ready (laughs) You didn't just blow all your energy your on the anxiety. Your mind's not all caught up about the game. Yeah, the anxiousness. All the tightness and the fight and flight. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, it's anticipation just, of what is not happening in that moment. Yep. And some of that before. is positive and some of it might be negative. Like yep. you start visualizing mistakes. And Overthink. Pitch. Hello. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then they talk about the zone, right? The mm-hmm. Let the game come to you. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. Michael Jordan used to talk about that. Yep. How did you get into the game? Well, I used to sit back and let the game come to me. Mm-hmm. Yep. Singular focus, almost like in a meditation type of... Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think there's a, a term called flow that flow. people will find flow. So whether it's yoga flow or your athletic flow... Right. Um, people get in the zone, runners high, that kind of thing where you're doing a one-pointed activity or focus, your mind then is fully involved in that, is fully invested in that. Without anticipation, you're in the moment. Right, in the flow. Not in the future, not in the past. Right. (laughs) Well, they talk about that a lot in business with interruptions, right? When you're in the flow and you're able to be fully concentrated on a task, yeah. Mm-hmm. Knock, knock, knock. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. It takes 21 minutes to get back to that same flow. I know. Yep. So, so the that, open plan concept in offices, my husband's in the furniture business, and I'm always like, I could never work in an open yeah. office because it just um, would be interruptions all the time. So there's a term yogically that we use called the monkey mind, yep. that it's like a monkey jumping from tree to tree. Our mind jumps from thought to thought. Mm-hmm. And um, meditation, in essence, is trying to teach us to tame the monkey. (laughs) So meditation, whatever style we choose, and we'll talk more about styles in a minute, but um, whatever style we choose helps us to tame that monkey. 
to help us to have a focus in a way that works for us. And some of us simply cannot come and just be still. Right. Okay. And so that's when I would encourage people to do an eating meditation. You got to eat anyway. Why not have an activity to go along with it or walking, you know? So tell me about walking. So we just experienced an eating meditation. Mm -hmm. What is a walking meditation? So a walking meditation can be a number of things. Number one, it's finding a safe space to Mm -hmm. do it in. Make sure you're properly uh, shooed up. So it's not necessarily out into nature, into trails and into a As long as you know it's a safe space. Got it. Right, so that the surface, um, because you are going to be looking down, you are going to, your eyes are going to be open as you're going there, but um, um, it is rather nice to do barefooted, so in that case, I wouldn't do it maybe in the woods, but if it's a safe beach area, um, most people I encourage to start indoors where you're barefooted, because what you want to do is feel your feet connecting with the earth, whether that is a floor (laughs) or literally the earth. And you want to walk heel, ball of the foot. That's where your toes connect and Mm -hmm. toes. Heel, ball of foot, toes, so that you're kind of rolling your feet across the ground. So what happens then, our brain has a tactile connection to our feet. So we feel that sensation, just like the raisin that we put in our mouth. And we could feel that, okay? Our feet have many sense organs or sense uh, sensory uh, connections. And so when we're barefooted, that's why we practice yoga barefooted because it gives really good messages back to our brain Got it. about balance and whatnot. So a walking meditation is to preferably start safe space, barefooted. If you don't have a safe space, shoes on, but heel, ball of foot, toes. Yeah. As you're walking very purposefully, one foot in front of the other. Adding to that, we want to smooth our breath. So paying attention to the breath. And we'll so you're it. just walking back and forth in your house, basically. Mm-hmm. Okay, so mm-hmm. then back to the well, breath. We could add to it a mantra which is just a repeated a phrase that you repeat okay so um if people say well i I don't want that that's Mm -hmm. that's crazy yoga stuff i'm like well is it do you have any phrase you repeat in your head right you know it doesn't have to be a mantra it could be anything we have mantras yeah it could be that they're repeating limiting thoughts in their head, right? That's my point. I'm not <laughs> yeah. worthy. I'm not yeah. worthy. Mm-hmm. I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. I'm overweight. Right. I can't stop eating. Right. I can't, you know, whatever, whatever it is. That's a mantra too. Can I ask if, a question? Yes. Why do some people, um, when they do walking meditation, in the circle? Oh, the labyrinth circle is yeah, lovely. Yeah. Um, because you can anticipate the, um, the pattern in the space. Um, circles are considered sacred so from an energetic perspective when you're walking in a circle you're completing that if you walk in a straight line it might not have an end (laughs) Mm. so there's a lot a lot to to circles Um, but um, did that answer your question yeah Yeah, it did and it leads me to another question yes (laughs) meditation has to really do with all the five senses when you're doing it it can it can. So eating, obviously, has your senses. I forgot to have you smell. Sorry. Yep. <laughs> that was your reason. that afterwards. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. you smell your food. You see it. Yep. Um, you taste it. Um, many people, when they meditate in all my meditation classes, I give essential oils um, to students so that that can be an anchor that you're using. And that's the for the, sn- the smell mm-hmm. or for the sense of, uh, <laughs> of smell there. Your sense of smell. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that can be an anchor. Um, the mantra to, to kind of circle back to the walking meditation, yep. um, which adding a mantra doesn't have to be a walking one. We can just do a mantra meditation too, but choosing a, a positive statement. So maybe your walking meditation will be one with a mantra of I am healthy 
And as you're walking, you repeat that. That was what your friend who was driving, I assume, right. just repeated that phrase. So right. what we're doing there, yogically, is we're creating new um, grooves in our brain. In yoga, we call it samskaras. Those are grooves. <laughs> samskaras? Sam samskaras. Samskaras. So it's S-A-M-S-K-A-R-A. -A. I'm spelling in the air here. Yeah. Um, samskaras. So it's grooves or patterns in the brain. We all have them, whether we know the yoga word or not. <laughs> and that's to help train your mind to the... The Absolutely. more you say it, the more you believe it, the more yes. it actually will happen. And your brain will believe anything you tell it. Right. So I'm not worthy, your brain will yes. believe too. What What is the title of someone who guides meditation? Is it so, a guide? So a guide okay. would be, yeah. So, so for you're guided, a guide? So I, I have been trained in a very specific style of meditation called yoga nidra. Okay. That's the Western pronunciation, but yoga nidra would be a more okay. Indian... Awesome. Pronunciation. So that would be a guided meditation. So, so that's the practice of yoga as well as meditation? Well, it's called yoga nidra. So nidra, um, yoga nidra together means conscious sleep. So it is not the intention that you lie down and fall asleep, like um, with the, the style that you're, that you're doing, um, um, which isn't necessarily for falling asleep too, <laughs> but it is for some people. Um, so yoga nidra is um, yet another form of meditation where that anybody can do. So all you need to do is sit or lie down and listen. Um, you need to close your eyes and um, be able to come into stillness for anywhere from 12 to 45 minutes. So 12 okay. minutes would be the minimum amount of time. And so basically it's a style of meditation that um, the guide will guide you through your senses. So your five senses, we have even more than five senses actually, but it guides you through that. Um, and then gets into deeper layers of your being. So lest I sound too esoteric, yeah. the, the science behind this is that there's a lot of real estate in our brain for our sense organs, our fingers, our mouth, yeah. our eyes, our ears, okay? Um, and so there's a body scan that is a component of a yoga nidra meditation because the big piece of real estate in our mind that connects to our fingers, our tongue, our nose, our eyes needs to be satisfied or satiated, if yeah. you will, in order for the deeper layers of our being to relax and be and have access to. So a yoga nidra meditation is one where you as the, the recipient just listen and let the words wash over you. The guide is the anchor. The voice of the guide is the anchor. So you're not actually practicing yoga with your body parts. You're, so you're, yoga is a lot of things. Okay. So what you're thinking about is yeah. a common misconception that people think yoga is just moving Movement. your body yeah. in yeah. poses or asanas. And yoga is a lot more than that. Yoga wow. is meditation. Yoga is pranayama or breath work. Yoga is asana as well. So yoga is many things. So when the words yoga and nidra are put together, it means conscious sleep, which is a form of a yoga practice and a form of meditation. So I am trained to guide people in Got that. Got it. Yeah. All right. So, so paint the picture for our listeners. Are you guiding one person at a time? Are you guiding multiple people? Sometimes one. Sometimes it's a, it's a class or a okay. group or a room. Mm -hmm. And in like a studio setting where mm -hmm. people are sitting barefoot, I mean... Barefoot, typically people will be gently propped, like there'll be a, a bolster or at home you could put a pillow behind the, the bend of your knee, Okay. Um, both knees. Um, you'd put a little blanket beneath your neck just to support the natural curve and then maybe a blanket over you. Not like you're going to tuck in and go to sleep. Mm -hmm. So you don't want to be so warm and so relaxed that you'd go to sleep, but... 
you know, just enough that you can be, become still, comfortably still. So, And then all you are responsible for is, is listening. to listen. And breathing. And to and focus breathe. on what is being said. Mm-hmm. And you don't move if your you body can, because and shut the rest of your mind off, right? Once, no, you don't shut it off. Mm-mm. You become an observer again. Mm-hmm. You let the, you watch your thoughts go by because they they're going to come rushing rushing in. No matter yeah, what. but you let them in and you let them out. Okay, that's How do you the do conscious that? thinking. You just look at them and say, "See you later." And then so I'm focus listening back to Amy. on the Amy. And then your okay. eyes go to the back of your head and you listen to Amy scan. And you wake up and you think you've been through a ringer. Like you have to... We'll explain do a, a ringer. Little... We don't want to scare people. Oh, no. <laughs> so you wake up and you, you've been through... Well, you wake up. I mean, you didn't really fall asleep, did you? Sometimes. You're... Sometimes Sarah falls asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Does she ever snore during a session? Uh, Never. La, 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 yeah. la. Never. <laughs> no. But when she brings you out of it... Yeah. Um... We do this tapping to make our body so when you aware. Say out it's called depotment. Yeah, depotment. To do you feel hypnotized when you say you're yes. Coming, so you when, you, when you when uh, you when you um, come out of it, yeah, you slowly move everything, and you look around. It's been feels like two minutes, and it, it's crazy. Your mind's clear. You forget how you rushed to get there. You don't do any of your chores when you get home. <laughs> you just go right to bed. Do you go right to bed? Is it exhausting to do it? Or can you well, start uh, your day? Sarah and Sarah comes to we the only one do it at night. She's only come to the evening class, okay. but it's yeah. not for evening only. Yeah, go that's right, why she goes home and goes to bed. Yep, yeah. go right to the crib and, and you sleep, sleep well. the better you've ever slept. Yeah. And you wake up so alert and everything that you thought about before you went. It's gone. You figure it out. Well, you realize that. You're an observer of them, so it's not as bad as you think. Right, and never is, right? Can't explain it. Oftentimes, yeah. But, see, it was a passive practice, Mm -hmm. but your body went through a transformation. Your mind, your mind is is traveling through um, the layers of your being, is what we we call it in yoga, your koshas, your layers of your being. And the more you do it, the easier it is to slip into that. Mm -hmm. So you can self-guide yourself now? Oh, yeah, I could fall asleep right here. Well, fall asleep, but could you... <laughs> yeah, I could, I could just goal, zone out right here. The goal isn't to her. fall asleep yeah. with yoga nidra. No, so. I didn't mean fall asleep, yeah. but I could just, I could zone out right here. So you My could, eyes open. You could self-guide as opposed Easy. to need something Easy. to hear to focus on. I could just listen to your voice. And well, <laughs> but then you'd out. be focusing on my voice, right? I mean... Yes. Because I know there, yep. are, like, there are apps and there are, you, mm-hmm. we talked about YouTubes and, mm-hmm. and things like that that you can, you can focus on. But you mentioned um, anywhere from 12 to 60 minutes. So these apps that the five-minute meditation, I mean, is that like the six-minute ab? I mean, is it just not possible? To- so that would be, so for yoga nidra specifically as a style of meditation, okay. one would need 12 minutes minimum, it, it's been reported, to be able to get through these different layers. So the layers of your being... Um, uh, we need to get through that physical layer first. So the body scan, physically guiding your mind, not to touch, but to think about your nose, your lips, your ears, your hand, your shoulder, your hips. Um, that that calms this big chunk of the, the brain that's yeah. connected to that. And then we can get into your sense of temperature, your breath rate, how you feel, heart visualizations, rate. <laughs> heart rate, things like that, that... Um, uh, your brain wouldn't be able to focus on if you're still thinking about 
what you're touching. Right. Yeah. Or, oh, I'm, I'm too hot. My blanket is scratchy or whatever. I don't think anything like that. So it takes a while to self-guide um, because we're using um, different parts of the brain and we're taking our brain into different wave patterns. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, hypnotism, just to be clear for the listeners, yeah. is, is different. Right. Um, some people will say, oh, gosh, it feels like hypnosis, but it's different. Um, but it can feel like that because you might... Um, sit up after you've done the meditation and think there's no way that was 30 minutes i feel like i lost time not lost in a bad way but like where did that go interesting um because you are getting into your subconscious mind so a word of caution if you are finding things on online on websites youtubes um there's nothing wrong with that but you want to make sure it's a quality source especially with yoga nidra because you're inviting someone into your subconscious mind right and you want to do that um lovingly and with caution <laughs> right um yeah because that's a big deal that's yeah a great point it's a big invitation <laughs> yeah how about guiding meditation through vibration and sound it's kind of a neat way too oh yeah so sound Is that vibration a, a strategy or a ta- i don't want to use the word tactic or strategy technique? a technique a technique a style it's, of nidra so like sound ba- it's not no, it's not. okay no. yeah so it'd, it'd be sound baths are a, a thing Ugh. what is a sound oh. bath Go ahead. I go to a full moon sound bath. Where? Uh, around here. Okay. And what they do is they have a singing bowl for each chakra, so they're all different sizes. And you lie down. People bring pillows and all. So chakras are energy centers in the body that connect to organs, different organs, for the listeners who don't uh, aren't familiar with that term. Well, your chakras are um, nerve bundles. Western science tells us our chakras are nerve bundles. Um, yoga calls them energy centers that run up the spine. So the primary ones the run up the spine and beyond the head. But they connect to um, digestion, elimination, reproduction, uh, respiration, breathing. you know, ability to talk, breathe, and um, thinking. Yep. And so then with the sound vibration... Each bowl is connected to a specific chakra. And you can... And they, they play the bowl... And you can feel the vibration just come up through your feet and through, <laughs> and you feel like you're floating above the mat. That's and then cool. they'll change the size bowl and the sound. So you're not in water; you're just on a mat. just on the ground. Mat, and then some of them have a big gong, and they just slam the gong, mm-hmm. and the vibration just goes over your whole body. It's mm-hmm. it's amazing, and you'll vibrate. Your body will vibrate for like couple hours after think of how you feel if you've left a, a concert so yeah, if this exactly. all sounds like it's amazing. a little crazy to you think well how do you feel after you leave a concert or if you it's you know a, any any if you're around amazing. a lot of people a yeah. crowd there's a vibration because we are energetic beings right yeah you know if you don't believe that uh, you know if anyone ever has a heart attack what do we want we want something to restart our heart and that's yep. a vibration jolt of of energy we yep. are energetic beings yep. and so when we um if we're around people who we feel good around, typically they vibrate at a higher, you know, this is getting really esoteric, but. Woo-woo, <laughs> 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 yeah. Well, you, you haven't listened to a lot of Dr. Joe shows because okay. when Dr. Joe's here, it gets extremely esoteric. All so right. How do you tell a person like myself, like, this You're will work. You're missing the present moment this the whole time. Work. This will work. This will <laughs> right. work. So when people um, decide to meditate, mm-hmm. um, as a, as a therapist, as a yoga teacher, 
I want to meet people where they are. And so we were talking during the break that if someone is um, very kinesthetic, if they come to me and they don't stop moving, mm-hmm. I'm not going to have them lie down to do a 45-minute yoga right. nidra. That so would jump out of their skin. Deal breaker. Yeah. 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 So you got to meet people where they are. So walking meditation. So meditation comes in many forms. There are many styles. And so depending on what's going on in your day, um, where I would meet you as, as your chosen guide or instructor, um, I, would, I would start to teach you different styles. So walking meditation. We talked about that, maybe adding a yeah. mantra. Okay. Um, yoga nidra, we talked about that as another style, to be guided. Mm-hmm. And that can be helpful for people who feel like they're, they cannot, I can't quiet my mind. Right. So if, you, if people can still their body, then let someone else guide you. Okay. So a common misconception of meditation is that it is clearing your mind. And one of my favorite meditation jokes is <laughs> if your mind was clear, you'd be dead. Right. We don't want to clear or right. empty our minds. Right. We want to create a... Uh, uh, stronger ability and skill to be focused, to have a one-pointed focus, to be here now, be present in what we're doing. So if we're choosing to meditate and say, I can't quiet my mind, deciding to do that and saying, but I choose to try, could be a, a new mantra mm-hmm. instead of I can't. Right, <laughs> right. Um, uh, because where our, our mind goes, energy flows, if we keep thinking that. You know, we talked about that yeah. um, earlier. Um, so the breath is a good way to to access. Um, so again, we're using our body as a tool to get to our mind. So walking meditation is using your body in this repetitive way of something you know how to do to access your mind. It's choosing words purposefully. And we can say them out loud. A lot of times I'll teach people and we'll do it in a group and say it out loud. Um, and that's helpful. Then there's a vibrational component because you're speaking and there's something that's uniting about doing that in a group. Um, our breath, we breathe automatically, but part of a yoga practice is to move our breath specifically. So in a very um, simple way, that's what pranayama is, is moving our breath in a really specific way. And we can use pranayama as a form of meditation. Would you like to do a quick one? Yes. Okay. So, <laughs> if you're driving, don't close your eyes. But ben, if you're, you're ready? driving, yes. Gents in the room, you can do this too. You ready, Thomas? All right. You so ready, Ben? We want to sit up straight and tall because we want our muscles and bones of respiration and tissues of respiration, so our lungs, our rib cage, to all be able to move. So shoulders over hips, ears over shoulders, lift your crown, the very top of your head skyward, tuck your chin (laughs) like you're holding a medium-sized apple. Close your eyes if that's a safe choice for you. Try to inhale and exhale through your nasal passages. If you are congested, breathe however you need to. As you next inhale, feel your belly move away from your spine. Exhale and squeeze your belly towards your spine. Maybe you'll place a hand on your belly so that you can externally and internally feel this. Maybe you'll place another hand on your lower side or back ribs. So we'll move into three-part breaths. So as you inhale, part one, lift your belly. Part two, fill your lower lungs. Part three, fill your upper lungs. As you exhale, Release that breath in reverse. Release from your upper lungs, lower lungs, and then squeeze your belly towards your spine. Three-part inhalation, deep and expansive. Feel your ribs move, your lungs fill. 
exhale and allow for the squeeze, the muscular squeeze of your belly. If we inhale and lift our belly, we're creating more space through our lower rib cage, which fills our lower lungs more completely. And maybe we'll add a little audible sigh. So let's inhale through the nasal passages. As we exhale, ah. inhale through the nose. who are just tuning in. <laughs> we are on the Dr. Joe show and we are in the middle of a meditation, a practice of meditation. With a breath meditation. A breath yeah. meditation with Amy Dillio. That was pretty cool. How do you feel? How did you feel? I feel great. Yeah. I feel, what do you, Thomas, you feel better? I actually feel more awake right now than I did before we did that. And is that, the, it, is that the air that's coming in into my brain? I mean, what? You're more present. What is that? What is it? It's the every, oxygen? It's everything. So you, you just brought more um, freshly oxygenated blood yeah. into your brain, your lungs, your body. Sitting up straight is lifting, literally lifting our, our body, our anatomy up. So it has a gently uplifting impact on our brain. Um, when we audibly sigh, we're releasing endorphins. So we're opening up our body's little chemistry set. If you don't know what endorphins do, they're the feel-good drug right, that our body right. can make on its own. So right. um, that's why when we're happy, satisfied, ah, we'll just do that. So even if you're not feeling happy or satisfied, audibly sigh. You're going to release endorphins. Right. Um, yeah. So to come back to the question I kind of asked or alluded Ooh, to yeah. was, uh, no, no, it was a while ago. Don't worry. Okay. You're doing great. <laughs> I'm, I'm enjoying this show. Um, but I had said, is there a minimum amount of time? Right there, you showed me. How long was that? 30 seconds? Maybe a minute. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, in my mind, a successful meditation. Like, Absolutely. I feel better coming out of three, six, nine deep breaths, mm-hmm. eyes closed, back straight, shoulders up, mm-hmm. a few audible sighs, and all right, back to work. That is a viable form of meditation, to do a breath meditation. Or once we get more skilled and have more tools in our meditation toolkit, we might just turn the phone off, take our watch off, you know, whatever distractions. Close your eyes if you're in a safe space. Closing our eyes releases our sense of sight. That's a lot of information that our eyes take in all the time. So just closing our eyes can be a way of just tuning in. We're tuning out to tune in. We're using our body as a tool to access our mind. So closing our eyes, you know, purposefully releasing our sense of vision. We're breathing deeply. That's using our body to access our mind. It's very calming. We don't have to do hours on end. We don't ever need to be Olympic level meditators. Right. We can do a little two minute shots and have a better life. <laughs> well, have a better Dr. quality mind. As yeah. Dr. Joe always says, small changes have big effects. Yes, That's they do. A lot of what he says, very small changes mm-hmm. can change 
in a big way. In a very big way. Mm-hmm. Breathe before and you it eat. May, it Breathe may affect everybody <laughs> around you, right? So mm-hmm. that email comes in and you are absolutely frazzled because of what that email says. And you're going to walk out of your office and maybe you're going to project on two or three or four or five other people. But you see that email come in, do a nice deep breath mm-hmm. meditation, respond to it, move on. I usually mm-hmm. walk outside before and I so you do your own you do your own walking meditation to well, yeah, being if in I nature. see something like that yeah. at work if I see something that I have to go back with with something I'm not comfortable with I'll step away from it mm-hmm. and I won't think about it and I'll walk around and then I'll come back to it with a different sense mm-hmm. and, it, and, I, and that's what I talk to my team and, and the other referral partners we work with is, is before you quickly react don't react you yep. know get up and go to the bathroom walk away but mm-hmm. this is an, another tremendous solution mm-hmm. I mean walk away choose your response choose your response yeah. that's what they say mm-hmm. is it's not what's going on it's the way you're going to respond to it absolutely that's right even if it's a negative or something that's mm-hmm. not we easy always to have respond a choice back, yeah you can respond how to you can mm-hmm. choose your response how to respond back right mm-hmm. yep so how do people get in touch with you, Amy? So I teach in a number of places in and around Cohasset. Okay. Um, my website is Amy. Uh, so the proper pronunciation is Delillo. Oh, Wrap your tongue right. around that Italian name. That's Delillo. all right. Delillo. What was I saying? Delillo. That's Delillo. okay. Common mispronunciation. Delillo. Yeah. So amydelillo.com. Excuse me. amydelilloyoga.com is my website. Yeah. Um, and that's all on um, my Facebook page as well. I'd love to have people come into my class. I love beginners. I love newbies. So where is the classes mostly in, in Cohasset? So um, the group classes I teach in Cohasset are at Balance Studio in okay. Cohasset. I also teach at Wilcut Commons in Cohasset, which is our senior center, our lovely senior center in yeah. Cohasset. Um, and then I have some different private groups and whatnot that uh, if you connect with me, that could be a way um, that we could um, have a class together as well. I also teach at the Cohasset Recreation Center. Oh, nice. So CohassetRec.com. Um, balancestudiocohasset.com and uh, Wilcut Commons you can find on um, on Facebook as well. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming in and, and opening our minds to the practice of meditation. I'm, uh, I'm going to definitely check it out and definitely come down to the Cohasset studio and please do take it to the next level. Sarah, thank you also for coming down. Thomas, you're the man. As always, Ben Nipitent, thank you. Thanks again, Amy. Thank you. My pleasure. Stretch the kindness, brush with my 